It's a new day in the workroom. Uh, how are you keeping? I've had a very busy weekend. Tell us. Oh, I was over to Manchester for the for the farewell tour to Little Mix, which was absolutely fantastic. Though I got, I'm not going to say homophobed, but quite kind of homophobed. Is that a verb now? I'm making it a verb, yeah. Okay. Oh, so so myself and my boyfriend were were uh, in our um in our seats mm-hmm. and now I am going to open this by saying we were at the matinee performance because you just couldn't get tickets for the evening show. Mm. Um we went to Jinx Monsoon in the evening, spectacular, but we went along and we were just sitting there, we were minding our business, having a little drink, watching the stage, and this guy, there was like a group of people, it was a couple of like children and like two or three adults who were obviously are chaperoning them. And this guy like Every time he was walking in and out to the bar, kept on like four times, was like, Why are you guys here? What are you guys doing here? I'm only here because I've got my niece here. I've only and it was so and eventually I was like, We're here because gays like little mix and then he didn't know what to do. But I was just like, This is like I I mean, we are we are confident homosexuals, so therefore mm. it did not damage us in any way. But it is sort of just a reminder that sometimes you are being watched and people are going to want to make comment on it and it's not very nice. Not very nice at all. But more importantly, how was Jinx? Jinx was very good. Uh, I saw tea and also seven? No, very funny, brought it up. So the conceit of this play is that it's set in 2065 and she's looking back over mm. her career um, and she does jokes about her selective amnesia around the time that she was on All Stars 5 and how progressively seven. over the, or All Stars 7 and progressively over the season she will remember or recall different things mm-hmm. Um uh, as it happens but of course it had happened 20 years ago um, but yeah her I saw her show at the Fringe the Vaudevillains with Major Scales um, a couple of years ago and it was really like top class mm-hmm. this wasn't quite at that same standard it was like a, a little bit sort of repetitive um, but she's just a really really compelling performer and I, I, I cannot wait to see her back on the screen for, for, for All Stars 7 I was watching some of that Entertainment Weekly promo for the season um, and in it Vivian and Jinx were talking about how they would like work really well doing a joint tour and I was like I want that tour now. I would be very excited for that tour. I would be very excited for that tour too. Yeah, I think it would be really, really good. Um, let's jump into what we're meant to talk about this week. Uh, it's Drag Race Espana episode 7. I saw, do you know that gif, not gif, meme of like a horse and when you go from left to right, you go from the rear of the horse to the head of the horse. Yeah. As you go from left to right, the quality of the horse decreases. From yeah. Like this high quality horse to like a like a circle with eyes on it. Really the head. Yeah. I saw somebody describe Drag Race season, Hispanic season two as that horse. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair. I do, like, I do agree that the season opened with two incredibly strong, mm. strong episodes that like are of the like highest caliber in the franchise to date. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like the like the quality has evened off, but it certainly hasn't gotten bad. I no. wouldn't say last week's episode. I don't think I loved, but I have to say I really like this week's episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed lots about it. There was actually I, I enjoyed the only thing I thought was completely unnecessary was the mini challenge. We did not need that mini challenge. We didn't, but you know what? I appreciated the amount of effort they put into it. They hired this whole space. They created a graphic design for it. I like my first thing I wrote was this is an ankle injury waiting to happen. I was delighted they took their heels off. Yeah, absolutely. Australia was like, "This is it. This is I'm out of the competition." Um, well, what, did, what did it tell us about Spain? What did it tell us about drag? What did it I, tell us about the characters? Well, this is the thing. I and I, I, I mean, sometimes I wonder: Do I look at things from sort of too hypercritical a lens? <laughs> and <laughs> never, never. But I was kind of like, you know. 
is it cultural appropriation to, you know, be sort of, you know, I know people do that kind of thing for stag parties, but like, I, the, I think because they were in the, they weren't in like the official. Oh yeah, no, if they'd been, if they'd been in the like the skin colored ones of the nappies on, like that would have been inappropriate. Mm. But like, you know, it was, it was, it was just unnecessary. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was unnecessary. The episode was about an hour and twenty minutes long, and mm. they could have cut that twenty minutes yeah. of mini challenge out, and I would have. But they wouldn't enough. have got their their voucher from free now. That I loved, and also I actually have to say that twenty minutes was worth it for the hilarious joke that Australia made at the very end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> about being able to get a taxi to go get her chocolate dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was a sort of fun aspect of it, only because that's the same like taxi company we have here. I thought that was kind of fun. We're gonna jump right to the end. You know, we talk a lot about how. You know, there's a format to this show. They tell us who's going home and like they said, like as soon as they saw the pairings, Ice was like, Marina's going home. That's it. They're going to be the worst and Settler's going to beat her in a lip sync. And then we even get the mirror moment from Marina. And I was like, this is classic. ABC setting us up for Marina to go home. And I think the fact that they used the format to like misguide us on who was going home, I thought was a touch of class. Now, I was also disappointed because... I really like Jack Seth last. We were talking about this last week. We'd love to see her in the final three. But she didn't do as good in the lip sync and she probably didn't no. to go home. No, and I, I mean, I always dislike, and I know like you don't know what, at what point a person will or won't have said whatever you see them say in the, in, in the, 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 talking, talking heads. heads but like when she did say like oh I do Madonna and Gaga I kind of think you know that sort of excuse making doesn't really bode well it's mm. like no you know you do whatever you want to do in the world outside of Drag Race but when you're here you kind of have to deal with what you're given and mm. just make the best of it Um, I didn't li- I feel like she tried something that didn't pay off in the lip sync and yeah. it was a pity because we had seen her dancing in the first week where she did that amazing routine with the or in the second week in the talent show and you saw like how like what an ex- exceptional kind of like acrobatic dancer she can be, mm. and it's like I think she she spent so long in the build up and then like really felt as if that like glitter reveal was going to pay off. Well, the Havies loved. Well, the Havies love everything. The Havies. Lo- Although that being said, I like, I think Calvo might have been having an off week because he didn't get a lot from him today. We didn't. Also. I mean, you know, he's been in like nothing but mesh tops the last couple of weeks. So I was like, what's this? What are you doing? Come on now. Oh, no, he's gone for this really American preppy style. There was mesh only, yeah, two weeks in a row, I think it was. But this was just a straight up just hoodie. Yeah. Felt like his costume didn't arrive. From I Actually, I got the impression that he was just in a bit of a pisser of a mood. I don't know what it was. <laughs> in a fowler. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also worth mentioning in the Meet the Queens. I'll, I'll play the clip from the Meet the Queens. Last season we had a Night of a Thousand Rosalias. Is there another Spanish icon you'd like to see honoured in the runway this season? And if so, why is it Ruth Lorenzo? <laughs> because she did not get the love and acknowledgement that she deserved. Um, <laughs> at Eurovision. At Eurovision, absolutely. What are the chances that Ruth Lorenzo was actually on this? That was a joke. I didn't even think she was a celebrity in Spain. I was shook it. Like, actually shook it. When I saw Ruth Lorenzo on there, I was like, what is going on here? Like, I mean, the the very depths of my... my I must have been because of the Beat the Queens episode that yeah. it, she was even back in my mind. But, like, I mean... Also, I gotta say this now. I'm gonna say... You know, Spain, you are like busting budgets on your mini challenges. You are getting hiring new sets. Mm. You're creating like you're employing a whole team of graphic designers to create a kind of like a Streets of Rage vibe, like intro scene. And yet your guest judges have both been sort of off, like not like 
reality stars from the UK yeah. who didn't make it. Well, I know Ruth Miller did represent Spain in the Eurovision, which is pointed for the week that we're recording this. Um, but I have no idea the extent of her fame in Spain. So yeah, there's a mini challenge and uh, Australia wins. And that means she gets to choose the teams in this come to Spain bitch challenge uh, that they get to do. So she chooses Sharon, which naturally, think, you know, as you would. She puts Marina with Seth last, and then that means Jurigi and Benita are together. What did you think of these challenges? I mean, those those pairings felt like they were the obvious pairings. Like I think Vendita and Jurigi kind of do have a similar energy um, to them. Like I, you know, that kind of you get that trope on Drag Race of like, oh, you remind me of a young me. Like mm-hmm. I kind of actually can see a young Vendita within. Jirigi, if you know what I mean, okay, yeah. I can kind of see that kind of like probably quite a bratty entitled mm. hasn't quite managed to iron it all out yet. Um, so I liked the two of them together. The only odd pair, obviously, were Sethless and Amarina. Also, like this whole. So first of all, of course, you were going to pick Sharon. Like yeah. Estrella and and Sean have have like really excelled in this competition together. They've given the judges exactly what they want. Mm. Why would they decide that they were going to to break it at that point? That's one. And Sethless getting pissy because she's like, oh, but I really like Sharon. She's like my drag mother here. It's like, well, yeah, you know, this is a this is a competition, babe. Yeah. You know, to me, like I would have I would have said Jirigi and Marina were the two weakest links, and I think Estrella didn't put them together. She split them up. Yeah, I don't think that's actually how it turned out to be, but that's what my perception would have been up to that point. Yeah, I mean, I felt as if she just matched Vendita and um, and Trigi because you're both wearing black. <laughs> so I was like, they just looked visually, they were like, oh yeah, they match. Aligned. Uh, what did you think of Australia and Sharon's ad with the glory holes? I so like the three of the like they. They went for a very puerile humor, all three of them. Very puerile. Ruth Lorenzo was shook. Oh my God. She was like, I mean, Danny Minogue would never. Uh, Sharon and Estrella was the funniest. It was the most thought out. It had the like, it had, it actually had some semblance of kind of like a, a, a sort of a plot to it. And it was funny. A recurring joke. Yeah. The rule of three, you know, yeah. in there we go. I, 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 I thought it was funny. But I did sort of think, you know, I mean, I don't know. Sex jokes can be funny and like fart humor is funny sometimes. But just when it's overdone yeah, and when it gets messy and sloppy and it doesn't have an intelligence behind it, I just get bored of it. I think they did the best they could have done with what they were given because I think you couldn't have done any sort of like fun pun on Spain because you're obviously surrounded by props of poppers and chocolate dicks and like like all the props there were sex joke related so I think you had to go the sex route and they managed to actually make the fun like it wasn't actually about glory holes it was just a fun joke where it goes. Yeah. so I think they did the best job that you could possibly do for what they were given which was not a lot like the production value was trash yeah it was pretty pretty low and I was really I got kind of confused by like what the like I think that the the actual challenge was to create like an ad but they decided to go down more of like an infomercial mm. sort of vibe which I think was a clever thing to do and kind of do it as like kind of like a, one of those advertorials you see on like kind of the 
you know, one like something that like yeah. Alison Hammond would present on on this morning, where she's like, and and you win this Jeep as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's somebody we need to see on Drag Race. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, like it was supposed to be to entice drag queens to come to to Spain. But it was kind of just for anyone to come to Spain. Like drag queens love a big dick as much as the next person. Like. I well, that's the kind of thing. Is like, I, if I was being a stickler for the the brief, I would say like none of these really spoke to why a drag queen would want to yeah. visit Spain. You know, yeah. Like you know, it, it's the audiences are great. The you know we appreciate we love all sort of drag queens that sort of stuff. You know, we've got great designers, dress designers. We've got great wig makers. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, I, or find humor in how uncomfortable it is to do drag in a really hot country. Yeah, you know, exactly. oh, and eating late. Yeah, know? exactly. I'd say going out, uh, clubs probably don't start till like two in the morning over there. Like, there's fun in that to be had. Yeah, there is, but and I think that going down the road of kind of like it was kind of like why do sluts want to go to 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 Spain? <laughs> I mean, that's why I've gone to Spain many times. <laughs> hey, Sidious. Hey, Gran Canaria. But like, I'm, you know, I, I'm not currently a working drag queen. Like the, like the sex joke thing. I think in terms of like, there, there's a line of like, the dirtier the joke is, the funnier it has to be for it to f- sort of pay off. Yeah. I sort of feel. And I think you really see with Marina and Seth last that they just went far too dirty that it just looked like porn. Yeah, and it just was confusing because it was like, what was the like? I think there was meant to be some kind of a storyline where it was like two people or two queens from different parts of Spain arguing over which part of Spain was the best yeah, part of yeah. Spain, and you know, despite herself, Sethless came around to agreeing that actually this sexy foam party was the place to be. Yeah. Um, but it just was so messy. Like that bit where they were like on the like where Sethless was like on all floor all fours in the the foam pit and there was like the the crew pounding, pounding and it's just like Why? yeah it's like this it, could this be funny I don't even I don't even know that there's a joke in here that you know could be I wish they just edited in a still of Michelle's unimpressed face yeah that's a, we weren't getting that from Supreme but I do think like the, the, the judges on Spain seem to go out of their way to kind of be supportive of the other queens which, mm. of the queens which is nice but I do think in that case like actively because I even like Ruth Lorenzo gave them both like gave them both kind of like very sort of positive feedback I think on yeah. their looks rather than saying anything about the, the piece and someone needed to say to them look that was sloppy yeah <laughs> Floppy, sloppy, floppy, and sloppy. <laughs> yeah, and I actually appreciate how, like we said last week with, with Supreme kneeling down and chatting to them about their costumes. Supreme was like holding this bird puppet like over Gerigi and, and Benita to like try add to the scene. It's, the Benita and Gerigi one wasn't as funny as Sharon and Australia, I didn't think, but I did like that they said that there was the UVI booby vow, whatever that sort of joke they had about yeah. sunburn on the boobs. Um, I just felt very sort of like an ab fab parody, really, sort of. But just yeah. like both characters are the same. It kind of was a little bit like the humor is that the breastplates bounce. Like yeah. it was there was a, there was too much reliance on the the props for comedy. And I did like the the notion. Like I, I was trying to think. I think so. Both so Marina and Sethless and Sharon and Australia both kind of went down this idea of like the roving reporters. Mm. And I think that Seth, that Vendita and Andrigi went a different direction as kind of like more of a two girls on holidays little video kind of thing. And 
you know, out in the dunes with people railing. And I like, I did think it was, I did enjoy their joke about how the highlight of anyone's trip out to the thing, and you've got like all the texting on it, was yeah. like finding the gay kiosk. And yeah. I was like, that's, that's, like, that's funny. funny. Mm. But it just, there wasn't enough meat around that to make yeah. it like a, it was obvious what order they were coming in. Yeah. I yeah, think 100%. that's. It's one of those challenges where you just kind of go, Right, okay, let's just scrap it all and just judge it off the runway, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, no, I'd actually say, I think Sharon Australia's was actually fun. Yeah. But I, I, found, I found myself, but I think that, like, Australia is, Australia is probably my, my favourite to win now. Like, I I, um, I think Sharon probably will, but mm. Australia, I'm, I'm really enjoying and actually found myself, like, actively laughing at jokes she's making, yeah. which I don't normally do I, I, in the, the international franchise because I find my, like, you know, there's that sort of the gap. delay, whatever, Yeah. yeah. You also miss the intonation sometimes if you're reading yeah. it as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I do. I, I think she definitely will be in the top three. I, I mean, I think Sharon is just such an all-rounder. I think she deserves it, and that's kind of what I'm yeah. looking for. And let's get on to the runway. Um, the Night of a Thousand, Raffaella Caras. I guess we'd learned a, a bit about her already in Italy. We did. There she was. She was. So she was back. We get to see more of her. First of all, I loved Supreme's look. That sort of black velvet dress with the leopard print gloves. Very interesting. Hair. Yeah, I loved it. It was kind of like, like a kind of a, a cartoony villain or something. I thought it was fab. Yeah, it was kind of like you know Daphne from Scooby Doo, but like in her sixties. Yeah, I I was going to go with like Morticia Ad- Adams meets Daphne from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go for it. And then. Anna Loking drops the bomb that redheads will be extinct by 2060. Is that not something that we've seen on clickbait websites for the last like 40 years? That's not. I haven't seen that before though. I think I've seen that. It's something to do with the genes are going to be extinct or whatever it is. But look, sure, whatever, it's grand. We don't know Raffaella Cara's work or any of these reference points. How did you find yourself judging this? I very much took the approach of what ones do I like? <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I thought that like I, I was judging them off like who is giving good character, what mm. ones were obviously like, you know, like I, I think that Jirigi did best in this category this because like the phone, like the phone out of the phone was, was brilliant. It was funny. She looked really glam. I love when someone is like super, super glam, but then also can bring some comedy into it. So I thought that, that she was, you know, out ahead mm. of everyone else on the runway I thought the Medina looked gorgeous I thought mm-hmm. that it was you know now I don't get this whole like oh the commitment to the bit of like bleaching the yeah, strip yeah I was of, confused by this I was like shave it off because I was like I guess it worked in her favour then but it was like was the whole point of the beard a long game of just like having it there and then just to show her commitment in week 7 like that doesn't but it's not even that much of a commitment but it's like the only time it got praised was when you couldn't see it yeah but like I, I mean, the the thing is so um from from at one point in my in my life or two or three points in my life doing that coloured beard thing, mm. like you can really easily do that with just some like white like oil makeup and then coloured powders. So yeah. there was no need for her to actually sh- like Dyer. bleach it yeah. blonde. That like I mean that must be very damaging to anyway. No, she's just sitting there with her chin in like a sink of bleach. Yeah, not sure what was going on there yeah I found that strange but I loved her look well let's jump to Jirigi because you said her first um, apparently this was from the Chow Raffaella era it was a white dress with a silvery uh, glittery bra but obviously the phone that was a great we haven't seen something like that before no we haven't and I'm like I mean I, do you know what it told a story I could understand without even yeah. looking it up I'm assuming that Raffaella Cara 
hosted a phone-in Agony Ant or did like a phone-in Agony Ant type thing or had some sort of a show where that was an element mm. of it and I was like I was transported right the way into that fantasy or even just a photo shoot with the phone you know yeah. you always see those um, and that was great yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. And it, it like was intelligently put together, looked stunning, and she does remain just beautiful. Yeah. Even if she is evil. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, let's jump back to Benita. Then she gave us from one of the music videos, the big red ruffles. Um, and it was, I guess it was all red, sort of sequiny, but there was really massive big red ruffles on her upper arm. Uh, I really loved her characterization of this and that's kind of what I looked for even though I couldn't tell if the characterization was close to Raphaela because I don't know her. Yeah. When I kind of lost who I knew the drag queen was in the performance I was like okay that's good. And I think you see it with Benita you see it with Marina and you see it with Sharon. They all sort of lost themselves in the character. Yeah I mean there's a lot of kind of jerky head dancing going mm. on there um, and I was yeah again it, it, I think with Marina and and um Vendita, you really got a sense of him creating this sort of character. You could understand who it was. Mm. Sharona would have said somewhat less. Okay. I thought you really lost her in the role. Like, even the makeup was, like, really high glam. I couldn't even really see her face now. I thought she looked totally different. It was like the... I guess a lot of them had the blonde bob, but she she had the blonde bob with golden sort of kind of sheer material and gold jewelry. I just I just thought it didn't look expensive I thought that it looked like cheap kind of jersey like it, I thought the fabric didn't look luxurious yeah, and looking said that as well he could do better with the fabric yeah well, I just love the characterization she sure just spun around the hair was everywhere I do, I do think as well like there's some because obviously drag is primarily male bodied individuals mm. presenting in, in, in female garb that when you put small wigs on big heads it just sort of stands out and I felt as if for for Sharon in particular yeah. it was just like like the, the, the lack of the like and maybe it's because like I'm used to her with bigger yeah. wigs on yeah, yeah. Uh, Marina then Marina seems to be the one that was the closest to the side by sides that we got yeah with the gold sequin black corset tights um, seemed really really close and I guess I don't I felt I more saw the characterization in the lip sync than I did on the main stage but I definitely did see it in the lip, on the main stage oh yeah no definitely I mean it was a very simple look um, but I suppose like even they, they, they called that out on their one way they said that this was simple but it was really Effective. well executed so yeah and I think that she gave like she was obviously very committed to I do think as well it's actually it, it's nice to, to call out the mirror moment we got with um, mm. with, with Marina was probably the the, the most not humanity sometimes, but the most I felt I've gotten to know her yeah. all season. And I was, and it was like, she has a great childhood, loves her parents and we've spoken about this in the podcast before and it doesn't win us over. No, no. <laughs> it certainly didn't think, make me kind of like, oh my God, I'm now a stan, but I did yeah. think, oh, that's nice. Look, there's there's a personality under that robot. Yeah. All I was thinking was, oh, that means she's going home. <laughs> More fool me. Australia <laughs> was next. She gave us, I thought it was very lobstery because she had those sort of like horns on her shoulders and it was lobster red but in the side by side it had like black and white stripes that weren't there so I felt it was more of a vibe than a yeah she was serving she was serving 99% vibes like she had the umbrella which didn't seem to go with the look that yeah. the, uh, but no I thought the umbrella was cute yes uh, as a cute idea I think she should have kept it yeah yeah and perhaps like done a look that was more but no I I really enjoy her and I think she's great, but that look wasn't good. I mean, it was it was fine, but it was it it wasn't. It was probably the weakest of the week. I would have said. 
What about Seth Lasses gave us this, a golden olive with the big sleeves? I liked it. I thought it was really good. Now, I know what they were saying, kind of like, you know, and even Seth, and there's always that danger of like, oh, I'm not giving you what you've asking for and giving you my version of it. Like, you need to be really careful that you're giving something amazing if you're going to do that. Mm. And I don't feel like she did do that, but I did like the look. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt, I thought she justified it better, but Anna Loki just doubled down and was like, well, I still wanted to see more Raphael in your face. So I was like, hmm. and so it's hard to know which is better. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it, but I it didn't feel like it fit with the rest of when you saw them all lined up there, I felt. Mm, yeah, it did stand out a little bit. It looked like a slightly different runway to the rest of them. Yeah. Definitely, that's yeah. That's kind of my impression of it. Um, so then they all go backstage. Well, first they, of all, it's oh, the yeah, like... should go home and why. Yeah. And normally it's only like... Normally everyone says one person, apart from that person who says somebody else. But there was a bit of a mixture there. You had... Sharon and Benita and Jurigi said Marina Estrella said Sethlas and then Marina and Sethlas said Jurigi so there was like three people in the mix there yeah I mean it, it felt like you know Marina even though she was the one who got like the bulk of even though she was the one who got the bulk of the kind of the Criticism, names yeah. was it like she was almost invisible in the the, the mm. untucked moment like no one was really talking to her She was, and she was very much just been like look I know you've all had to say a name and that's fine you've said my name and then you get into this crazy hard to understand beef between Sethless and Jirigi so Sethless says to her or was it Australia who says to Jirigi that she isn't versatile and then she does this thing where she pulls the phone out from her legs and goes hi it's the least versatile here and like just does this little shtick and then puts the phone back in between her legs <laughs> I still, I just I kind of appreciated how she stood up for herself she just was like Whatever you think of me, I'm just going to take this moment. And then they're like, she's being so rude and disrespectful. Now, what I did have to think was that, like, obviously what the, the dynamic there was that Australia wanted to justify to Sethless why they said them. Mm. And they needed to do that by saying, like, oh, I was judging off the challenge. And then someone was like, well, who would you have said if you weren't judging off the challenge? So, like, I can, I, I sort of think, you know what, actually, you're Jirigi, you're sitting there someone has called you out twice and then suddenly out of nowhere for no point whatsoever someone who has like already said like no one's making them do it yeah. goes like oh I'd send you home so I can understand being pissy about that mm. um, I feel there's a big old buck coming yeah but I, do, I think the way that she handled it like by going down and like if she had just said there was no need for you to say that that would have been I would think okay but instead of being going down it's like insulting way and basically being like you're not versatile when you know that's not actually true mm. you know Australia has been like incredibly good at lots of challenges yes I just think she's a petty princess and I enjoy that about her like I saw someone on yeah. Twitter which was like when she does that sort of smile thing it's like she's going to fucking <laughs> yeah. she just reminds you of like a Tekken character who's just like really cute and then just like ah poor and then like yeah. beats the shit out of somebody I, I, just, I thought Seth last came off the worst in this interaction. Yeah, I think that Atlas kind of got into a spiral and probably like undid themselves over the course of this because it felt like as if right from that moment they were sort of like on a track to losing. Yeah. They sort of decided for no reason. I think... And the Inner Saboteur it, was out. The Inner Saboteur was working its way around the room. Yeah, I think so too. So then it's revealed that's going to be judged in pairs. So that means it's Marina... And um, oh, well, first of all, Estrella and Sharon win, and they win a year supply of Dick Waffle, which I was in Madrid end of last year, and there was another company that were doing Dick and vulva shaped 
chocolate waffle things. So obviously this is an industry in Spain. Yeah, because I have seen a number of people share like pictures of themselves eating dick waffles in various places in Spain. But it's like, you know, those penis shaped bottle openers that are everywhere you go in tacky Spain. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. They lip sync to Rafael Escara's Que Dolor, which I normally turn off the lyrics, the subtitles for the lip sync because I get distracted reading the, the subtitles. Mm-hmm. But I actually loved him in this. There was a great old tale being woven by Rafaela. There was a woman in the closet and oh, <laughs> and he was supposed to be at home and sick, but he wasn't. I don't know. I loved, I loved the song. I was listening to, to it today. Another hit from Rafaela, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Good for Raphael. Also, let's appreciate the fact that she got her redemption. Raphaela got her runway redemption because any association with Drag Race Italia. <laughs> that means Seth Lass is eliminated. A shock elimination, I would say. Yeah. More so than Onyx. Yeah, definitely. Because Seth Lass felt very much like she was en route to the on reach to the final like she felt like she was going to fill out that top four so I think that now this kind of if I, in my mind this like leaves it open between Marina and Jirigi as to who's going into that top four mm. um, I think it's going to be top three if this is episode seven then eight, nine, ten there'll be t- three left by episode ten I think okay so we would argue that assumably Jirigi or Marina goes home next week and the other goes home and then the other goes week after well next week is a roast and they're roasting the contestants who did the roast last season so, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so it's a fun fun twist on the format. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know if they all get a queen each to roast or whether they can all roast any of them. I'm um, assuming they roast any of them. Yeah. I'm going to guess that. Dovi Minerva would be the easiest one to, yeah. to, to roast. Um, so again, I don't see Marina or Drudy doing that well at that one. Yeah, I mean, they love to like throw you off the scent in the L teaser for the following week. Like there seems to be suggestions of, you know, kind of like we weren't expecting that for you, which would suggest that maybe Jirigi had done really well. Yeah. Um, And then also a kind of like, a, oh, we, we thought more of you, which suggests that maybe Estrella does poorly. Um, But hope in reality, probably it'll go the way. Well, yeah. yeah, There was definitely a, like a Marina clip being like, I can't do this anymore or something. I think we've seen it four times in these yeah. trailers at this point. So yeah, who knows? But yeah, I think I think the top three are Estrella, Sharon and Benita, I think. Yeah, I definitely. No, I think so. And I, I, I like that would be it. And to be, like, to be fair, even though it's, even though Satellis did theme that she was on a trajectory towards finale mm-hmm. and has gone home I, I still think that Marina and Jirigi are two very strong queens so yeah. like having them still there is, is good and it was actually nice to see a bit more of Marina in this episode and get to know her a bit more um, even though I'm ready to shake her hands and say goodbye next week bye bye um, so that's it that's episode 7 uh, we'll be back next week with episode 8 yeah let us know what you think hit us up on Instagram at SissyDepod are you enjoying this season as much have you been watching it do you think it's like that horse meme which has gone from high quality to shit quality pretty quickly Uh, we want to hear let us know what you think other than that we'll chat to you next week see you love you bye bye